All right, welcome back to Technology for Business Sake. And my next guest, I had the pleasure of meeting him a few weeks ago at Salesforce's big Dreamforce event. There was like, I don't know, 50, 60, 70,000, I don't know, even more than that possibly at this conference. And I had the pleasure of doing a session that was aimed at the small business market and helping them understand some of the trends that were coming about that they need to be aware of for social media and using social media and integrating it into their business particularly this year and going in the next year. And I was really fortunate to have my next guest, who is John Pepper, the CEO and co-founder of Beloco, to join me to share some experiences. And I, I thought this there's some really good things, and I really wanted him to have the same kind of conversation with the, the listenership here. So, John, thank you for joining me today. My pleasure. It's good to connect again. Absolutely. So before we jump into the conversation, maybe you could tell us a little bit about Beloco and what you guys do, and maybe even a little bit of your personal background. Sure. Well, Beloco is a uh, small, we call we still call it a small business. It's a 20-unit restaurant chain based up in Boston. We uh, uh, specialize in what we call globally inspired burritos. And what that means is, is that while we serve burritos uh, in construction, so it would be very familiar to people, they, you know, we wrap them up in silver foil, we use whole wheat and flour tortillas, uh, we actually look for culinary traditions from all over the world, and we take the best of those that are most popular to our customers and put them in the tortilla. So it's not just Mexican, which is a small component of what we do, but uh, we, we also have uh, globally global cuisine. Uh, and we also do bowls and shakes and smoothies, and we've been around for about 15 years. And we, uh, you know, we've built ourselves really on two tenants, one, uh, which is not what we'll be talking about today, but is, uh, is, is really using a burrito to improve the quality of life of the average person who works in fast food, which is yeah. most of our employees. And then the second piece is, uh, is really how to, how to give customers a, a different kind of a voice with a company and, and really allowing their voice to, uh, to help steer how our company develops and what kinds of things we introduce and, and really how we communicate. So. Um, that, that's a nutshell. You know, we, we serve about 60,000 people a week, so wow. we get a lot of transactions and a lot of opportunities to, to, uh, to interact with customers. Let me ask you, how important was it to, to build the business on that second piece that you talked about, you know, the voice of the customer, gi- giving them the voice that leans into helping to create the experience that they get? How important was it to start the business on that foundation? Well, I mean, you know, there have been many businesses, obviously, that don't do that. And, um, you know, and there have been, unfortunately, for all of us, successful ones that haven't always given the customer a voice. But, you know, we felt once once the euphoria of opening your first burrito joint, um, you know, once you get over that first initial dazzling moment of realizing if you open your own business, you start, you know, at least in my case, we started looking for more purpose. And one of the things that we thought we could do just because we could, because we were so small, say, let's see what happens if we always respond to the guest, if we always value what they say, even if we don't like it. Um, and it's really become part of our culture. And once, you know, because of that commitment back in 97, 98, um, it's, it's important to our business because that's, that's just one of our, the, the main things that allows us to attract the kind of people we have that work for us that, that you know, are our, our, our most loyal customers. You know, that's how they view us, is, is someone who actually cares what they say, even if we can't always, you know, do exactly what they say, which is 
sometimes the case. You know, it's funny because uh, I, I was just at a, a conference, uh, the Oracle Open World Conference, and it was customer yeah. experience was a theme that resonated throughout the whole thing. And one of the uh, speakers, I can't remember who it was, but one of the speakers got up and yeah. said that, you know, there's a, there's a study that we found, and it said that the vast majority of employees said if they, it was, if they were able to, they knew that they'd be able to increase the experience that customers had if they were given the opportunity. Uh, how do you think that plays into the overall customer experience, Having, setting the stage, giving the employees what they need to create those better experiences? Well, so first of all, there's the, the, you know, the, the orientation that comes along with hiring new employees and, and saying to them, you're allowed to do this. You know, you're, you're, you don't, don't worry about the rules. Don't worry about getting in trouble. Your job is to take care of the customer. Your job is to make that person leave just happy. And you have all kinds of leeway to do that. Now, what happens, um, you know, what's, what's very challenging is, is it turns out, in our industry especially, that most of them came from places with a lot of restriction. And those don't just go away because you ask them to go away. So actually one of our biggest challenges is while people like the idea of it in theory, it is harder once you've been out in the field for a while, say in one of the restaurants, and you're giving you're in a in a moment where you're called upon to deliver a great service or wow a guest who's had a troublesome experience. A lot of people can't quite remember, it's not ingrained in them, right? Um it was was Am I really allowed to do this? When, when it really comes time to deliver that, it's amazing how people will go back to, you know, what they knew from the more restrictive companies because people don't want to get in trouble. But what we found is that over time, if we continue to say it over and over again, you can't just say it once, that then it really frees them to, to do things that even customers aren't expecting. And that's, that's where I think... Uh, it matters so much because you can't just say it from the top down, you know, the CEO or the C-level or even marketing managers or whoever. It's got to be every single employee throughout the company. has got to be free to deliver a great service. And you, you do set the tone, though. I mean, like you said, it, it, it has to go throughout the organization, but it, it has to also start or at least be at the top of the organization as well and and you, totally. you you're not just uh you know selling it you're you're living it and you, there's a couple of examples that uh, i know that you talk about and i thought they were really interesting about yeah. how you listen and, and why you listen and the impact that it has but maybe you could talk about um the the burrito giveaway and kind of how you found out that one of the folks one of your loyal customers yeah. got a free 55 dollar burrito <laughs> right right well, you know, as, as, as uh, one, one requirement is you can't fabricate interest in listening to customers, right? So it turns out I'm either paranoid, obsessed, one or the other, <laughs> um, or, or any other combination. But beyond that, um, you know, I do. I, I listen through social media. I'll look at, you know, I'll glance at Twitter whenever I have a free moment. Um, mostly not, you know, mostly just looking at what are people saying about Beloco so that if we have an opportunity to respond, we can do it quickly. So... You know, when we were um, when we were first installing a, a software called Desk.com, um, which is, I guess, owned by Salesforce now. But when we were rolling out Desk.com, we did a free burrito day, um, you know, sponsored by those guys. And, uh, and people were coming in, and I guess a few people were parking illegally. And uh, one person who came in to get their free burrito tweeted later, you know, that free burrito cost me a $55 parking ticket. 
Um, and that's the, that's the easiest layup example there is. You know, it's, it's, it seems like a lot. Wait a minute. Should we really cover that customer's parking ticket? And, you know, our response is without even thinking about it. Just do it. Trust that somehow it, what comes around goes around. Um, and, you know, we've been doing these things. People will say, well, you're 20 units now. You can afford that. Um, but, but the reality is we've been doing those kinds of things since day one. And it, it, it really does come around. You don't ever know who it is, and you don't even care. You just are doing the right thing for them. And, you know, in, in a few of these cases, including this one, you know, that gets retweeted out, as the case may be. And, and uh, you know, what, what, what cost you maybe $55 has a very high rate of return in terms of just people really believing in the brand and doing the right thing for guests. But you you actually listen on a regular basis. This isn't just a one-off kind of thing. You listen, and the, some of the things that you hear, uh, you make sure that you act on it. For example, you mentioned a story where somebody that was in one of your stores tweeted that the music was a little too loud. Yeah. Well, and that's another one. Um, you know, that was early on in the in in social media, and probably late '08, early '09. And someone, someone said, I wish someone at Beloka would turn the music down. And I saw it. I called the restaurant. I was at least 200 miles away. <laughs> uh, I called the restaurant. I said, would you guys mind uh, turning the music down? And, and to illustrate that I'm not the only one, I found out, as I've told the story, another em- former employee said, hey, I called the store, too. So I guess we were both calling. And then we asked, you know, and, and also, go look for this woman who kind of looks like this, based upon what we saw online. And deliver her a cookie and let her know that we've turned the music down. That happened, and my response online was, done. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and that, that, that was a great example of, you know, possibly being able to deliver better experience through, through uh, social media than even, you know, putting a customer in, you know, the sometimes uncomfortable position of asking a manager to turn it down. It made it more fun and, uh, and, a lot, and, and effective. So... Yeah, and, and one other thing, um, you know, all you have to do is go on my, my Twitter account. It's at Beloco CEO, and uh, you, you'll see that, you know, it's, it's quite active, including the last 24 hours. Yeah, so, so what has this approach, what has it meant to the business? God, it's, you know, it's so hard to tell. I mean, it, 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 first of all, you know, it gets, it gets just little interviews like this one, right? So I appreciate <laughs> this, but... Uh, um, you know, I, I think I think what it does is that people kind of look at you and say, "What what are the things that allow them to feel comfortable doing that?" You know, what are the metrics? What are the measures? And and um, and really, first of all, that makes us think about those things. But mostly, it shows us it's still pretty rare in this world to give the benefit of the doubt mm. to customers, to human beings in general. And um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, I just think we're we're known as a very transparent, honest, open business. Um, you know, when things go well, um, you might not hear from us so much, but when things don't go well, you'll hear from us. Mm. Um, and we try to get out in front of that stuff. And social media and being transparent and connecting in any way we can is, is, is part of that. And, and, you know, has made a difference. We've been growing very significantly. Um, you know, we had a little blip there in the recession in 08, 09, but we've grown very well, you know, not just with new restaurants, but, but with sales increases and and just more loyal customers and more loyal customers. If you're worried about profits, which businesses have to be, that that translates. So I think it's very important. Well, I think it's really cool that you're using social uh, not to avoid customer interaction, but to enhance face-to-face customer interaction. Like in the examples that you mentioned, 
are, are great ways to look at it. It's not in replacement of real human interaction, but right. it, it actually helps to enhance it and further it, I, I would think. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know what it is? It's, it's look, some customers, and, and rightfully so, are going to look for these kinds of things to be resolved at the restaurant level. And oftentimes they are, and that's great, and thank God for that. But the reality is sometimes they're not, or sometimes that customer isn't comfortable. You know, that you know, the greatest home court advantage is inside the four walls you built, right? So, uh, you know, by definition, a lot of customers aren't comfortable right at that moment sharing their experience or what they need or what they want with, with a human being at that moment. But later on, they think about it, and they get to share it with, on their terms. And, you know, some, some businesses resent that, and we just we welcome it because any conversation, you know, even, even with so-called haters, right? We have, <laughs> all businesses have haters. We do, too. But, uh, but it's pretty fun to engage the haters, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, this is an important, you know, addition to, you know, in-person customer service.